You are listening to the She Is a VIP podcast. This is a show created for women living with or caring for someone who is visually impaired. The She Is a VIP community is made up of women who believe that their VIP status stretches far beyond their visual impairment. We are a community who understand that we are very important people who hold a very important place in the world and that we have a very important purpose to fulfill. I'm Bambi French, and if you are ready to shine a light on your status as a VIP, download, subscribe, and join me each and every week for the encouragement and inspiration you need to help you step into all that you have been created to be. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the She Is a VIP podcast. I'm Bambi French, your host, and today I just want to talk a bit about why this podcast exists, how it has been born out of my own personal experience, both um, in my life as a woman living with a visual impairment, but also through working with children, young people and their families um, who also are dealing with different kinds of of visual impairments and just trying to navigate life and the ups and downs that that brings. When I was diagnosed with Stargardt's at the age of 14, there had been some times before that, there had been a time before that when I knew that um, my sight wasn't as clear, my ability to see wasn't as clear as it as it had been. Um, I think it was probably around, I was probably around the age of 10 years old when I started to realise that something wasn't quite right. I was a reader, avid reader of, of books when I was younger um, and would would read constantly. Um, reading was my thing. So, you know, books and, and were played a big part in my life and, and being able to pick up a book and read it within sort of a day, day and a half was, was not uncommon. As I started to sort of head in towards my teenage years, I began to realise that that simple act of reading was becoming more and more difficult for me, that it wasn't as easy to see the words that were reading, that the book or the pages were, were getting closer and closer to my face. So I, you know, highlighted this to my parents and we went to um, the opticians um, thinking that it was just a case of needing some glasses maybe for a while and that that would help. So I was pres- prescribed um, a pair of glasses and I suppose at that age I just thought that they were supposed to work so I just used them um, but not really feeling that there was any much and there was much difference um, in, in the way in which that I could see. So I then said again you know that these, these glasses weren't working needed to go to um, opticians again to check and and at this at this point I had um, I had been going maybe struggling in school for maybe about two two years um, so at this new opticians appointment there the the optician that I that I had and that was examining me um, went through the motions, you know, the chart and all of those sorts of things. And I wasn't doing very well on any of those assessments. 
Um, I remember that she was in and out of the room a lot. Um, and that appointment took longer than even I, I think I had expected it to take. Um, when she came back in and said that she was concerned that she could see abnormalities in my in my eyes and that she wanted um, me to go for further tests at the specialist eye hospital, that's when I suppose, I don't know whether I started to kind of fear or, or worry then, but it was wondering what what was coming next. Anyway, the referral was made to the doctors who then made the referral to the, the specialist eye hospital um, and we were given a date to come in for um, a series of assessments. I was probably, I was about 14 years old um, by this point and I didn't really anticipate how long I was going to be in the hospital that day or what was going to happen and how it was going to happen. Um, but I went to the hospital with my mum that day and we we were there early. We were there from about nine o'clock in the morning and it ended up being an entire day of continuous testing, continuous um, dilation drops, um, just continuous photographs being taken in one room out of the other, waiting, um, and not really during that time being told much of anything. There were just it was just a series of, of tests and and assessments. And I remember at the end of the day being taken into um the professor's professor's office and being told what the problem was with my eyes and it was that day that I learned that I was um, suffering from a disease called Stargardt's, which affects my central vision, which is the reason why I had slowly become less and less able to see what I was reading, um, less and less able to see things at a distance, you know, sitting sitting in class and, and not being able to read what was what was on the board. Um that's when everything kind of became, I guess, became, you know, that I understood what what was going on. Um, but on one hand, you know, I, I, I understood why I couldn't see the way I had been able to in the past. But on the other hand, I then couldn't understand why this was happening to me. And... It was quite confusing actually being in that in that office and and listening to what was being said to me um I'm not sure I heard everything that was said and I do know that at the end of that day I was very tired and I was quite hungry um we hadn't been allowed to leave the leave the hospital so I just kind of you know we just kind of ate and and drank whatever we could we could find um so yeah, feeling quite confused about the entire entire situation and not really knowing what to do next. I don't remember that. I don't remember being told what to do next. Um we we knew that I had to then 
have a series of of assessments and examinations regularly to just to check um the status of my eyes that it's stargardt's is a de- degenerative condition so um i remember being told that it would my eyesight would become worse that it would get worse um and that it's likely that by the age of 30 that i would have lost a quite a large amount of my of my sight now i remember being told that um but that was kind of the 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 day of diagnosis that that was it and i remember stepping out of the hospital not being able to see clearly but that was because of the the drops rather than the the stargards it was the the sheer um amount and level of of drops that I'd had to have throughout the day for them to continually be able to assess me properly um had meant that my my eyesight was was completely blurred um so I remember stepping out of the out of the hospital sort of clinging to my my mum's arm and I felt quite it it seemed really gloomy um, but I think it was just because it was getting dark. It was it was near the end of the day, but everything felt so, so so gloomy. Um, I couldn't see my mum. I couldn't really. I, I knew she was worried and I knew she was concerned, um, and I and I couldn't see her. Maybe she was crying. Maybe she wasn't. I, I don't know, but it just felt like the entire world was was just going to carry on as normal and I, and I was this person who who felt really small and really unimportant and that and I wondered if anyone could would ever be able to see me would I be able to see anyone you know that that whole kind of all of those fears and doubts that come in that rush in when you're given given information on this scale and you, and you just don't know what to do and you don't know where to turn and i remember it's it's in remembering that day so so clearly remembering coming out of that hospital and yeah we were going home so we kind of we, we knew where we were going but it was kind of what what was going to happen next there was no real direction as to who to turn to or or what to even to even think and all of those feelings and all of those kind of thoughts kind of merged together and just created confusion and from that day on um it i think it's it's just been a journey of trying to understand for myself what this what this means for my life it's trying to help other people understand what it means and that is more difficult but it's also um it's also been a journey of of learning how to how to live with a sense of confidence and how to live with a sense of I'm not going to let this beat me. Whatever the outcome will be, whether it's complete blindness, whether it's partial blindness, whatever the outcome is, that actually this 
this limitation that I that I live with and that I and that is real every day is not going to be something that brings me down or stops me from achieving the things that I dream of and that I I want to be able to see become reality in my life I know that I have worked with so many so many different people who uh, are going through similar things and have been through similar similar things with with a visual impairment and have also asked the questions and wondered whether they can achieve whether they can do it they go through the frustration of having people around them who don't necessarily understand trying to um rise above the the barrier but sometimes the barriers that are put in front of them are just just seem too high it's really important for me to be able to talk about and share my experience and the way in which i know that life can be lived to its complete and complete fullness even even if you live with a visual impairment or any other disability but my focus is on the visually impaired because that is my that is my story that is my life that is that is what i live day to day it's so important for me to be able to talk to to be able to inspire to be able to encourage other women other girls to know that you might not have 20/20 vision you might not have complete sight you might not be able to see well enough to do certain to do certain things to do things that maybe your friends are doing but it doesn't mean that you don't have purpose like i say when you when when you are diagnosed with a visual impairment you are known as well at least in the in the community you are known as a vip and when we when we look at that when we see vip when we hear about vips we immediately think about you know very important people very high high profile people who who hold who hold important positions in 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 the world and it just became it's just become really interesting to me to see that visually impaired people people who have you know ranging from mild to very significant limitations on their life and the way in which they live life that they're called vips as well and it, and it just got me thinking about whether whether they actually believe that they are vips whether they actually believe that they are very important people you know as women we hold so many different roles we hold roles as as mothers as wives as daughters as sisters as as teachers as all different kinds of professionals as athletes as musicians as creatives we just we do so many things and to the outside world it seems as though we just do them effortlessly 
but I also know as a woman that it that it becomes it can be really difficult to to recognize and really truly believe that you are that you are unique you know that whole comparison thing we do where we look at that other girl over there and we think oh her life looks great or or what she's doing is amazing and I wish I could do that we struggle with that we do struggle with that comparison thing and we can also find that you know we have to we we feel as though and in a lot of cases we do know that we have to work twice as hard just as women to get to where we want to be never mind the fact that you may well then have a visual impairment or a disability on top of that but there are countless women there are countless women who have overcome who have and are overcoming every single day with a, with a visual impairment with a limitation so if she can you can if she can i can and that's the message i want to bring with this podcast that's the message i want to bring to you i want to bring it to myself it's about us standing up as the VIPs that we are. It's about us recognising that we are very important people. It's about us recognising that we hold a very important place or very important places in this world. There are so many people around us. There are so many people that we, that we work with, that we live with, that we play with, who are who depend on us, who need us to be who we have been created to be. So that means we have to understand that we have a very important purpose to fulfil. And I know that there are days when you will feel as though it's just too much. It's just too difficult. I have those days. I know those days. But we have to keep going. We have to keep moving forward. We have to find ways in which we can still fulfill the dreams, fulfill the purpose, the purposes that we have to fill in this, in this life. Because there's someone else depending on us. There's someone else who's waiting for us to show up. There's someone else who needs to hear your story and hear the way in which you have overcome or are continuing to overcome so that they too can rise up. It isn't easy being, being, it isn't easy living with a visual impairment. I sometimes think that it's, it might be easier if I was completely blind rather than just having partial sight because, you know, I often get people often say, oh, I didn't I didn't realize that you were you had a visual impairment because of the way in which you move around and because of the way you carry yourself. But. Sometimes it's not even just about what 
others can see. It's about how you feel on the inside. And this podcast is about making sure that you are strong on the inside so that whatever it looks like on the outside, you know that you can rise. You know that you can have the impact and that every day you wake up knowing that your VIP status goes way beyond that visual impairment, goes way beyond whatever diagnosis it is that you have. It definitely plays a part, yes, but it's about getting getting really sure about the other things, about the other things that make you you and the other things that make you the person who is going to have the impact in in your world. So come and join this community. Come and join the She Is a VIP community. You can follow on Instagram at underscore she is a VIP. Come and let me know how you found um, this episode. Maybe things that you would like to hear about. What are the things that you struggle with as a woman living with a visual impairment or a woman who's caring for someone with a visual impairment? What are the things that you like support with? What would you like help with? What would you like to know? Let's build a community of true VIPs. Let's build a community of women who know and are very, very secure in their VIP status. Until the next episode, thanks so much for listening and just keep going. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the She Is A VIP podcast. You can download, listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate the podcast, leave a review and share this with someone else who you think could benefit from this content. You can also follow on Instagram at she underscore is a VIP. Send me a DM, let me know your thoughts and what you'd like to hear in future episodes.